Hey guys, I'm Court. And I'm Kate. And you're listening to another episode of The The Castle Castle Chat. Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of our Disney-inspired podcast. We are rounding out the spooky season by chatting all about the Disney Parks Halloween parties. These special ticketed events are full of not-so-scary extras and fun for the whole family. Want to experience more magic with us outside of this episode? Be sure to follow us on all socials at The Castle Chat and check out our website, thecastlechat.com, for official merchandise. If you love what you hear, please leave us a rating or review on Apple or Spotify so we can continue to build this community. Are you ready to jump into the episode? Let's chat about it. Yeah, I'm all about the booze in here. Uh, just kidding. <laughs> oh, like because, the alcohol. Because I'm pregnant and there's no booze. Okay, at first I yes. was like, I thought you were just saying B-O-O-S. And I was like, what booze? Because well, we're in, we record in like a super old building and there could be ghosts in here. True. That yes. or booze, alcohol. Okay, true. that's funny. Yes. That there, went straight over my head. It's totally fine. Um, there are ghost tours that like circle my general vicinity so you know that's also possible it's the newest disney attraction haunted haunted carriage house haunted carriage house (laughs) um yeah i would love to interact with any of said ghosts in the carriage house you're welcome here thank you for being here and listening to us week after week if you are um actually present but if not court i'm glad you're here I'm glad you're here and it is Halloween weekend. Halloween is just around the corner and we're excited and we're talking about all the Halloween parties at not just Disney World but Disneyland as well. So we're covering both. Yeah, I figured um, for me, I was super curious about what it's like to do all of the Halloween festivities and things that Disneyland does. So uh, Court and I said, why not do an episode where we break down both of them? Obviously, by the time this comes out, your time to experience them is probably limited, but maybe you'll be better prepared for next year or have some interest and do a little research on what the Christmas versions of these parties are. Yeah, I mean... We thought, what a fun little Halloween episode. Obviously, it's a little late for you to attend those parties, just like Caitlin said. But there's always next year and the year after that. And there's no better time than to get prepared for Disney than now. Like, let's go ahead and just do it. So um, we're excited. We have both been to Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party before. Caitlin's been multiple times. I've only been once, but we have both never been to Oogie Boogie Bash because we've never been to Disneyland. So crazy. True. True. Um, Those are facts. And I would say, I mean, did you enjoy your experience with Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party? So I did. But I didn't get to experience it for all that it was because when we went, it was my bachelorette. It was a literal downpour. So we didn't do like any of the like treat trails. Um, We watched the fireworks. We did do that. And I think, did we see Boo to you? 
No, they canceled no, they the parade. No, they canceled it. Oh my gosh, you're right, because it was raining. So there were parts of it I just didn't really get to enjoy. I wasn't super interested in doing any of the character meet and greets. So I feel like the the real like Halloween piece was seeing um, the fireworks show and then the Halloween overlays um, were really fun as well. So I would like to go back um, and actually like dress up in a costume and do all of the aspects of the party. We were really doing it as a way to get into Magic Kingdom and have time in that park before we did an additional park day so that we could try to fit all four, all four parks in. So I feel like our mindset wasn't necessarily around the fact that it was a Halloween party. It was like, oh, it's exclusive time in Magic Kingdom. So my experience was obviously a lot different than someone solely going for the Halloween party and being excited about that. So I think that's an important point to bring up, though, because this is an opportunity for people going to Disney to experience one of the busiest, if not solo period, the busiest park in Walt Disney World at lower capacity and in a way where a lot of people are looking to do very specific Halloween things. So the bigger attractions that people pay attention to on a regular day might have much lower wait times and you might be able to experience a ton of the park because people are focused on doing other things. And so I think that's a fine reason to get a party ticket as well. If you're not super into stage shows, parades, fireworks, etc. I mean, it is still a great opportunity to knock out almost every attraction in Magic Kingdom. Well, and I don't know if this is the same for um, DCA out in California, but I feel like on party days, Magic Kingdom is a little less crowded in the daytime in general because people know that they can't stay there super late. So they might just choose to not go to that park at all on that day or just go in the morning and leave by lunch because there's not really a point in being there in the afternoon. So I feel like I don't know. I could be wrong. I, I feel like the park is that that park specifically is less busy on the party days. I think the um, the crowds get split. People who do not have park hoppers will not go to Magic Kingdom. People yes. who have park hoppers are going to go there first thing in the morning so that they can get their Magic Kingdom in and then get out of there before they're kicked out. So I think that it ends up maybe being a combination of it's busy in the morning because anyone who's not going to the party that is you know, making a park reservation for Magic Magic Kingdom that day shows up to Magic Kingdom in the morning so that they know that they'll they'll get their time in but also there might be a large large group of people that says you know what we're not even going to mess with it it's a party day Um, so let's go somewhere else which means other parks like Hollywood Studios or Epcot might be extra extra busy yeah so I mean it depends your reasoning I guess for going to the party but like you said it is it is a really great way to go and get less crowds um and able to maybe ride more things than you could on a traditional park day so you don't necessarily have to go for its perks but there are a lot of perks and we are going to talk about all of them i think we're going to start with um not so scary in walt disney world and then we'll talk about oogie boogie bash afterwards and kind of talk to you guys about what is different about both parties because they are both unique in their own ways so why don't we kick it off with mickey's not so scary um you just actually went to Not So Scary, and what did you dress up as? Oh, I was Tinkerbell, and Sam was Captain Hook, so we went with this um, particular weekend was Kelly's official 
launch of KMV Travel, her travel agency. And so it was a really fun opportunity for me to meet some of the other travel agents that have been working with Kelly and building this new business. Um, but we all decided to do a not so scary Halloween party together, which was a lot of fun. And we all dressed up as a character from Peter Pan. So I was Tink and Sam was Captain Hook rightly so and we also had a john michael peter wendy uh shmee we had mr shmee i love Um, it so yeah we had a whole a whole group of us as uh peter pan crew um but this experience for me was very different than going on your bachelorette because it was i i was pregnant and can't really do a lot of the bigger attractions that people um, get excited to experience during the party. So I really did focus on all the Halloween offerings, which I think made it really eye-opening as far as like all there is to offer for this particular event. Oh yeah, definitely. So you just went, how many parties have you been to in total? Do you know? Mm, Halloween specifically? Five maybe. Okay. Yeah. I, um... Sam, so this is a this is a cute little side story. Sam and I, after we got married, um, had money given to us for our wedding, and we decided to buy our first camera and buy tickets to Not So Scary. We knew we couldn't afford like a full blown Disney trip, so we literally drove to Orlando from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, and drove eight hours went to not so scary for the day and the next day drove back oh my goodness Um, so that was actually sam and i's very first solo trip to disney just the two of us and we just did uh, a halloween party which is a cute memory but since then um we went with uh we we always go with people we that's the only time we've done it just the two of us um, but I think since then we've gone four times. That's so fun. Yeah. I can't wait to go more times. And I'm really excited to eventually get out to Disneyland and go to Oogie Boogie Bash oh as my well. Gosh. So Yes, we'll talk more about Oogie Boogie. I have lots of opinions. Yes. Okay, so let's jump in. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. It runs... T- what are the dates that it typically runs? Well... In Florida, Halloween starts in August. So the dates this year were August 11th through October 31st. So the last party date is actually on October 31st on Halloween. Obviously, that would make sense. That ticket date always sells out as soon as um, tickets go on sale. So if that's something you want to do, if you want to be in Magic Kingdom for a party on Halloween, then you better be ready to jump on the computer as soon as ticket sales open um, to snag that. But it goes all the way from the beginning of August through the end of October. Which is crazy to think about going in August and it being so hot and you're celebrating Halloween. Like it, I love that they do that so it gives people the opportunity um, to travel and be there so that there's multiple opportunities, but still like. It's weird for me. I couldn't imagine, like, celebrating Halloween in August. Yeah, I mean, it's different. I think it also puts you... Uh, For me, anyway, I went to one of the earlier party dates. I was there on August 17th. And my mind, because I did Halloween so early has been like Christmas I feel like for like the last few weeks so I mean you literally are decorating your house currently for Christmas yes we're (laughs) we're decorating early for reasons we'll talk about on a later date but um we 
definitely jumped into Halloween early by going in August. But I mean, people, like you said, are wanting to be able to experience this extra thing that you can do. And going in October, it doesn't always fit into people's agenda or schedule. Yeah. So plenty of opportunities to go next year if you're already thinking about when you want to go. Tickets typically range from $119 up to $199. And that strictly depends on the date that you go. The closer you get to Halloween, the more expensive it's going to be. Or if you're going one of those opening nights, it's also going to be a little more expensive. So we did the Halloween party for my bachelorette in September. So it was one of the um, cheaper prices uh, because it was kind of right there in the middle. Yes. Okay. So let's talk about the specifics of the party itself. When can you show up? How long does it last? All that good stuff. So the party is technically from 7 p.m. to midnight, but you are allowed into Magic Kingdom starting at 4 p.m. This is actually super nice because it gives you the opportunity maybe to ride some rides, get dinner, kind of get settled in. Um, They give you a wristband when you arrive. Um, So I I think if you're going to maximize your time at the party, show up at four, get the most out of your money. And um, they do start to kick other guests out. I think starting at like 6 p.m., they start kind of shuffling people out. And by seven, it's just the people with wristbands in the park. So um, that's really nice as a way to get, you know, three extra hours in the park. Yeah, a lot of the Halloween party specific things won't be available in that window from four to seven, um, like the trick or treating and that kind of stuff. So you'll definitely have to wait to experience the fullness of what Disney offers for this party. But if you know that this is a night that you're going to go and you want to knock off a lot of attractions, go ahead and ride them. There are other non-party specific Halloween treats if you were wanting to stay on trend, on theme that you could get. Um, But yeah, I highly, highly recommend if you have a ticket. I mean, people get there so early. People are lining up at like 3. Yeah, I think we got there like at like 3.30 or 3.45 and there were tons of people. But it was so nice to get those extra hours in there. So... I mean, I really appreciated it. Um, Now, once that party starts at 7 p.m., there are some attractions that switch over and have these Halloween overlays. We talked a little bit about that earlier. What is an overlay for those that may not have ever experienced a holiday overlay? So an overlay is basically when Disney will take an attraction that you experience on a regular basis and put some sort of holiday spin on it. Um, An example of this that is not one that we'll talk about, like living with the land, the attraction in Epcot. Um, At Christmas, they put a bunch of Christmas decor in there. So when you are riding through, um, it is the same attraction generally speaking but there's something new about it and it has a new fun flair so for these parties disney is doing some overlays to the attractions that you only get to experience if you go to the party oh yeah um and a lot of people will go to the party specifically for this because they want to experience that attraction in a different way um so for mickey's not so scary halloween party the overlays are on the teacups space mountain haunted mansion and monsters inc laugh floor yeah so do you off of the top of your head reading those do you have a favorite on this list i mean space mountain it was terrifying tell the people what the overlay is for space mountain okay so although a lot of people might claim and say that 
Space Mountain is completely in the dark, you are wrong. Um, Space Mountain has very, like, small lighting in it. It has, like, a starry, like, top. Um, and you can kind of get your bearings. I mean, it is very dark in there, but it's not pitch dark or, like, pitch black in there. And for the Halloween overlay, it is, like, black. Like, you cannot see a single thing, and it is terrifying. And they play really spooky music. They do that as well. But the darkness was like... Well, Times you're, 10. You were really good at being on Space Mountain and knowing exactly when the turns happen and which if you're going left or if you're going right. And I don't feel like I've mastered that quite enough yet. So for me, it was like, I feel like I was just getting whiplash because I was like, oh gosh, we're going this way. Oh gosh, we're going that way. Because I couldn't see an, a thing. Like it was as if my eyes were completely closed. It's definitely harder to remember the sequence of the turns when it's that dark you're like okay wait a minute I just went left but I have no idea where I am in the ride like the tunnels are black that you go through all of it all of it there's no lights darkness so that's a a fun one if you don't like darkness that might not be your thing I feel like they just decided they're like let's just save a little bit on our energy bill yeah let's do let's do cut some the girl lights. mouth girl mouth we're gonna cut the lights and then we'll save x amount of dollars for this night per how many nights of the halloween party they probably end up saving themselves some money because i don't think you realize like how light it actually is in there until you're in it in complete darkness yeah i agree so, on so that- that's my favorite what about you yeah Um, I would say that I do really, in terms of the ride itself, I think Space Mountain is the most fun, but I do love what they do to Haunted Mansion. Yeah? What do you love about it? So Haunted Mansion, the ride itself doesn't actually get an overlay. If you are familiar with the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay that happens to the Haunted Mansion attraction in Disneyland, that does not happen in Florida. But for the Halloween party, there are ghosts that are like characters. They are dressed up really, really neatly, um, and they sit in the graveyard at the at the mansion, and they interact with guests. There's fog and cool lighting, and they just sit there. I mean, they like tell jokes. They talk with you, and it adds to that like spooky, but not really spooky, more comedic lean of the Haunted Mansion. Um, and the lighting that they do on the Haunted Mansion is just a really, I mean, if it, if you're there for Halloween vibes, they are full of it. Well, I feel like if they didn't do anything with this attraction for the Halloween party, it would be a miss. Like, it's obviously full-time Halloween, so why not elevate it just a little bit more for this party? For sure. The cast members also wear additional makeup than what they usually do. Oh, I didn't um, know this. Yeah, so they they generally have their same costumes on but they get really spooky like ghostly makeup done as well cool so it just it it adds to the halloween spirit um while you are going on the same attraction that you always go on when you ride haunted mansion but you get all of this prequel stuff that you usually don't well, typically with these overlays, you I feel like in general you see um, the lines being or the cues being a little bit longer um, for those than any of the other attractions in the park because people are there specifically for that. So if overlays aren't necessary, necessarily your thing, then go hit up some of the other attractions that don't have the overlays because you're more than likely going to have either a walk-on or a super short wait. Definitely. I think I remember seeing that like Peter Pan's Flight, which is usually one of the 
longest waits in Magic Kingdom was like 25, 30 minutes. That's crazy. So it's usually at like a 90 to 120 minute wait, I feel like, on average. Yeah. It's steep, at least 70 at all times. Um, So it was really low because a lot of people were wanting to ride other attractions. Um, When we get to some of the other stuff like character interactions, we'll talk a little bit about how those might impact certain rides that people would go on as well. But let's finish up the overlays. There's two more. Yeah, the teacups and then Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor, which I think for the teacups, they play the like spooky music and they have like the lights, but that's pretty much... It's kind of like the same but opposite of Space Mountain where... Um, there's a lot of lights and it's Halloween lighting like it's very orange and green yeah like Halloween colors um, and they play different music than what you usually listen to but it's still the teacups and then for Monsters Inc. Laugh Floor um, they do have like a candy trick-or-treat trail that you get to go through as you walk through the queue but then the show itself is like a special Halloween edition. That's so cool. I think when we went, though, they weren't doing the show. They just had a walkthrough, which we were, I think we were looking forward to that. And for some reason, they weren't showing it. So if that's something that you're interested in. Make sure that they're actually doing it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think at some point in the night, maybe they stop playing the show and people just yeah. walk through to get candy. I'm not sure. Um, but those are, that's the list of overlays that there are in Magic Kingdom for the Not So Scary Halloween Party. In addition to the um, rides that you can do what's something else that is a special part of participating in this party well you mentioned candy so I feel like we should go down that rabbit hole Um, when you arrive to the party you are handed a small little plastic branded bag um, that you can collect your candy in and so there are lots of different trick-or-treat stations set up throughout the parks or these trick-or-treat trails um, that I mean some of these stations have full-size candy bars others have more bite size I mean it really just depends on kind of which one you go to right yeah and not to mention if they're the fun size candy packs they're giving you like 12 yeah that's as you a walk huge through handful. it's insane when I went this past time I because I wasn't doing anything else I went through a lot of the treat trails and my little bag, which is super cute, by the way. I love the little Halloween bags that cute. they give out. They used to give out very flimsy plastic ones. These are like very nice reusable bags and they're cute. But um, the amount of candy that I had, I couldn't leave with. Like it was actually too much candy to take home with me. It has like overflowed my little bag. But something that I didn't realize and I feel like might be intuitive, um, but... If you go through these treat trails and you're not really interested in having a massive bag of candy to tote around that starts to get heavy, you can ask the cast members to give you one thing. You can walk up and say, can I have a Twix? And they'll give you an individual Twix and you can walk away. I don't know why I didn't think of that, but I saw... Yeah, if you see something you like, but I can I just have that one thing right there? <laughs> yeah. Um, there was a girl in our group that really loved the skittles gummies and they were handing those out and so every line she was like do you have any skittles gummies oh my gosh that's (laughs) Um, funny but yeah you can ask for an individual piece of candy if you're gonna if you want to go through the line and get candy that's free to you and you're not having to pay additional um prices to have a little a little treat a little snack just go through and say can i have 
a Twix and a Kit Kat? Can I have a bag of M&M's? They had like all the different neat flavors of M&M's, the fudgy brownie ones. Some oh my gosh, that's coffee nice. M&M's, peanut M&M's, peanut butter m M&M, and Like, I mean, it's sponsored by um, the company that... Mars? Mars, yes. It's sponsored by Mars. So there's lots of Mars candy. Um, but that is something to keep in mind that you don't have to collect a massive bag of candy. You can just go through and get one piece yeah which I feel like I should have known another thing you but can, now you know for next yeah. time so like yeah good. absolutely I'm prepared for next time I won't get a massive bag of like Costco amounts of candy <laughs> but um, another thing that you can do is you can ask for allergy friendly coins and at the end of the night you can redeem your allergy friendly coins for allergy friendly um, treats and snacks which I think is a nice touch as well that is great I mean we obviously want everyone to be able to enjoy these treats regardless of what your food allergies are we want magic for everyone so in addition to the trick-or-treating there are party exclusive snacks treats drinks these vary I mean it's a lot of sweets I feel like um or like you know specific type of like danishes or like coffee drink witch's brew I don't even know like there's like a ton there's a whole list and we won't go through them all but you can find them throughout the whole park sweet or savory um that you cannot get in the park during regular park hours so you can definitely look those up in advance they have plenty of pictures and reviews of them online and then you can plan out exactly which snacks you want to go and purchase Absolutely. I mean, that was one of my favorite parts this past year. It's a big focus for me, so I highly recommend it. What was your favorite um, Halloween snack, special treat? So they did have a number of savory things that they tried to introduce this year, which I think is good because you're already getting so much candy that it might be nice to not have everything be sweet. I did love the sweet corn milkshake. They have like a, they've in the past had a candy corn soft serve. Last year it was like a sweet corn soft serve. This year they did a milkshake. Um, The milkshake makes sense, especially if you're going to a Halloween party in August where everything melts. You're not going to have ice cream all over your arm because you're carrying an ice cream cone around. Um, But they had a, like a Nashville hot chicken spin it like had a halloween name but it was like a hot chicken sandwich from cosmic rays and it was like i mean it was a mediocre version of uh like nashville hot chicken sandwich but it was a really nice change to have from the foods that you're like typically used to having in the parks definitely so definitely get your food your snacks your treats your candy all the above there are plenty of things to keep you full and hydrated so that's it for food. Let's talk about the character meet and greets. Who can we see at Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party? So you can see some characters that you don't typically get. I think that's the pull is that if you're going to do character meet and greets, there's going to be something exciting, new, different. Um, I think there are three big ones. And then you like get your typical like Mickey and friends in Halloween costumes. Yeah. So what are some of the like big special ones? I think the biggest is Jack and Sally. Um, people will line up like starting at four o'clock for Jack and Sally, even though they won't even come out until seven. So people definitely want to come for this for the night uh, nightmare before Christmas. So that's a big one. And then um, I, I don't know. I feel like 
kind of like the Queen of Hearts or Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Like, they're just characters you don't see as often. So any character that is rare has such a pool. Yeah, there's a lot of villains out that aren't usually out. But I think um, they have a, a photo op and a meet and greet with all seven dwarves. Oh which gosh. I think is a massive exciting like if you're gonna do a character meet and greet that's to have seven characters like all right that's there so fun because you only see them in the in the parade right so. so that's one that's really popular and then they also have uh winnie the pooh and friends that meet collectively as a group like all of them and they're in halloween costumes as they well they look so freaking cute i remember when we passed them and i saw tigger dressed up as a pirate and i was like i love you that was the one this year where i was like i i want to do a character meet and greet because I'm going to have to find ways to spend my time that's not writing things. And Winnie the Pooh and Friends was the one that I wanted to do. And I got there and it was like a two hour wait. And I was like, (gasps) ah, forget it. Two hour wait. That's crazy. Yeah. So we ended up meeting Pirate Goofy because Sam was also dressed as a pirate. And it was super cute. That's so adorable. So who else can can you meet? You said Mickey and Friends as well. Is there anyone else? Yeah, you've got um, some princesses out. I think Genie was out this year, which is fun. He's not a normal one that people get to see. Um, so I think they have characters kind of based on lands. Adventureland obviously has some, some in Frontierland, Fantasyland, etc. Um, but I feel like there are like some that are that are characters you see on a regular basis. And then there's characters that you don't see on a regular basis. Um, the ones that you, you are used to seeing, they're always in costume. Yeah, that's fun. I like that they do that. So that, those are all the characters that you can meet at the party. Um, what other like entertainment fun things? So we've got overlays. We've got snacks. We've got the character meet and greets. What else could we do? So there are a couple of other things that are just like around the park that you can do before we get to the central hub of Magic Kingdom and the entertainment that's offered there but I think one of the things that I really enjoy watching um, are the cadaver dance they're like the dapper dance they're a quartet but they are dressed like zombies Um, and they sing fun Halloween songs Um, so those are fun um, to see and interact with they sing on the rooftops in Frontierland and then this year for the first time they had a pirate band I bet Sam loved it he and was ready to go like, I know he had the costume he could have gotten on stage yeah they, so they had a pirate band in Adventureland which is another version of entertainment in years past they've had live pirates on Pirates of the Caribbean and they did not do that this year they had the pirate band and I think I prefer the overlay of having live characters on pirates to yeah, the pirate band because they were they were there for my bachelorette mm-hmm. um, and that was fun I loved that I thought it was so great that would even count as an overlay I would right. guess you know yeah. but um, yeah that's a super fun element to add so well maybe the pirate band will who knows yeah they might stick around they might have been a cheaper option <laughs> who knows <laughs> um, the last thing are some dance parties yeah I gotta have a dance party in yeah. Magic Kingdom I mean I think there are two where what are the dance parties that people can go to um, so there is a Disney Junior dance party as well as a zombies dance party which I believe the zombies is in 
Tomorrowland. Well, yeah, I think it's in Cosmic Rays. Well, maybe because it was raining when we were there, but it was in Cosmic Mm -hmm. Rays when we were there. But if not, it's usually on that stage Mm -hmm. that's over by the Joffreys and Space Mountain. Yeah. And Carousel Progress. Yeah. I can't speak today. Carousel Progress. Yeah. These dance parties are not very popular, but they are fun to, like, if you just have a minute, you're eating your snack, you've got your milkshake. Just go dance around. There are some characters that will be out. You can see um, Mike and Sully sometimes. I think they have some Disney Junior characters, obviously, at the Disney Junior one for your younger ones that might like that. Um, but you're really into Doc McStuffins and head over I mean, to the Disney Junior dance party. Yeah, you could also <laughs> just really want to hang out with Doc McStuffins or Fancy Nancy. Who knows? Um, but that's kind of, I think we've covered all of the around the park stuff. Uh-huh. Now it's time for us to get to like the meat and potatoes of what oh, yeah. not so scary is We've about. shared the veggies. Now we're to the meat and potatoes. That's right. <laughs> so the three big things that people come to for the Halloween party, I would say, are the not so spooky fireworks spectacular, the hocus pocus villain spectacular, and the boo to you parade. Those are like the three like showstoppers and they are all shown multiple times um, per night and so you basically have to kind of pick your order like am I going to start with the parade am I going to do the villain spectacular in the middle am I going to end with fireworks or like how am I going to make this work so that I feel like this part is like the trickiest part in in regards to like timing if you want to do all three you have to put a plan around it yeah I'm pretty sure the way the order goes and I could be off on this but I think there is a stage show a boo to you parade the fireworks it could be uh, those could be out of order it could go boo to you stage show fireworks and then it does it again where it's like the the stage show and then the fire or the parades Mm -hmm. after the fireworks so i think they only do the fireworks one time it gives you multiple options to be able to do the stage show and the parade a little bit earlier if you have young children that might want to crash a little bit earlier than midnight then you've got options um and for the adults going to the parks and you know you're gonna stay late those later times are definitely less crowded which is always nice Yeah, so the fireworks show does include the projection mapping onto the castle, which is obviously very impressive. It's a great show. Um, I don't think you can do Disney fireworks necessarily wrong. Um, They're all beautiful and great to watch. So this is a great show. Um, The Boo to You Parade, I feel like, is very iconic. Um, The song will never get out of your head. And people love this parade because you do get to see more of those rare characters and especially villains, too. So um, if you're interested in a very unique parade, then this is the parade for you. Yeah, people go gaga over this parade. Like, this is why people go to Not So Scary, mm-hmm. um, which I I love this parade. I think it's very fun, very cute. Uh, hot take, I may actually prefer the Christmas parade. Unsure. It's, it's still an ongoing battle in my mind on which one I like more. I can't compare because um, I've never done a Christmas party, so... Someday you will. Someday I will. But, um, yes, and the new Hocus Pocus stage show has been going on for a few years but um it is very good like i think it's worth a watch for sure i didn't see it so i am unsure but i have heard really great things and people loving it so yeah so the summary of what the show is about is the sanderson sisters from hocus pocus they need to make a potion 
for whatever reason, and the ingredients that they need come from villains from lots of different films. So you've got Hades coming out with this, you've got Dr. Facilier from Princess and the Frog coming out with this, Jafar comes here, like, it's like, it's a so many villains. That's so cool. And so um, it's a well-written show for it to be a stage show. And the the music and the singing and all of that is is very entertaining as well. So I I definitely wouldn't skip it if you have the ability to see it. I know when it rains really hard, they tend to cancel stuff like that. But um, if you have the opportunity to stay and see it, they do show it, I think, like at midnight or like 11... 45 something like that so you can save it for like your very last thing and then head out of the park yep you sure can well that's kind of the three big things that you'll see at mickey's not so scary halloween party in addition to all that we have mentioned there are specific and special merchandise items that you can purchase that are only available at the party so some people really enjoy that as a little memento to their time at mickey's not so scary so that was a lot of information but we have the most experience with this party so we felt like this was our meat and potatoes of the episode um we We are now going to transition and talk about Oogie Boogie, which, like we said, we've never been, but we have done a lot of research. We've looked at articles, watched YouTube videos. Um, So I feel like in a way we have enough evidence to talk about it. So um, let's kick it off and let's talk about Oogie Boogie in um, over in Disneyland in California. I'm happy to talk about it. I want to talk about this because I feel like the hype around this party is so heightened. I don't understand the difference in the crowds at Walt Disney World and Disneyland other than it's a lot of locals. So a lot of people who are living in California can go to an Oogie Boogie Bash as like a fun Halloween night throughout this time that they're um, going. But I think I, like, I hear people waiting online for, like, a couple of hours to get tickets to this thing. Well, I think a big reason for that is because the timeline of their parties is less than Walt Disney World. So in Disney World, we start in the beginning of August and go all the way through to Halloween, whereas um, for Oogie Boogie, it starts at the beginning of September, so there's a whole like additional month that Walt Disney World has. So the demand for these tickets is much higher. And when you, I mean, maybe there's fewer parties. And we should have looked into that on like how many not so scary parties there are. Like, are there 25 of those and 15 or 10, you know, Oogie Boogie Bash parties? Um, I'm sure that that, like you said, changes the demand and the desire for people to get tickets. But um, people love Oogie Boogie Bash. People travel. Lots of Disney World locals will go to Oogie Boogie Bash knowing how fun and exciting it is. So we'll get into the details. Like Courtney said, it runs almost a month less than Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. It's September 5th through Halloween. Yep. And the prices are kind of similar. It ranges from 134 to 189 Like we said before, that price does depend on the date that you are going, whether it's an opening date, whether it's closer to Halloween. So you have to keep that in mind when you are booking your tickets for this event. 
Yes, and just like Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, there is a time frame that the party actually runs, but you can get into the park early if you have a ticket to be able to go around. Oh, I don't know that we mentioned, this is in Disney's California Adventure. It's not in the Disneyland Park. It's on the other side at DCA. Um, But you can enter DCA at 3 p.m., and the party runs from 6 to 11. It's interesting that they do the 6 to 11 versus the 7 to midnight, and then the 3 p.m. versus the 4 p.m. I'm curious if there's, like, a reason why it's off by an hour. Yeah, I have no idea. No idea. But, okay, so let's jump in and let's talk about the overlays for this party because they also do holiday overlays for Halloween. Yeah, so the thing that I think is interesting but maybe also smart and wise on Disneyland's part is one of the biggest Halloween attractions for the season is Haunted Mansion. Disneyland's Haunted Mansion gets a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, and this is not a part of the party at all. So if you are getting tickets to this party thinking that you're going to get to see Nightmare Before Christmas Haunted Mansion, you won't. It's in the other park. Um, That was news to me when I was looking this up. I was like, oh, dang, you could go for this whole Halloween thing and not see Haunted Mansion. Halloween thing. Yeah, so there's only two overlays, really, that you're going to see attraction-wise. Actually, one attraction, and the other is kind of just like a Halloween overlay. So do you want to talk about what the attraction is? So Gardens of the Galaxy Mission Breakout, which is basically a spin on Tower of Terror, um, turns into Monsters After Dark. Yeah, I think basically the storyline changes and there are a bunch of monsters loose and Rocket is trying to get you to help him contain them all. Um, So it's a different storyline, a different experience, and people love, love, love this ride. They say it's a party and a ride. Some people actually say they like it better than Tower of Terror. Who knows which one's actually better, but this is the only attraction that really has an overlay. Other than that, Cars Land goes from Radiator Springs to Radiator Screams, and um, there's some cute little Halloween details throughout this Cars Land area, but the Radiator Springs racers, like the attractions that are there, they're they're pretty much the same. Yeah, I, I do know that they have some of the Cars characters out dressed in Halloween costumes, which is like... My brain can't really wrap my head around that, like a car with a costume, but but I did see some photos and it does look really cute. So I am glad that they do something over there in that obviously very popular area of DCA. Now, one thing that I think is very specific for Oogie Boogie that's different from Mickey's Not So Scary is their treat trails. Their treat trails are like next level. And their treat trails are where you meet or see characters. Yes, so, it's so genius. I don't know yeah. why they didn't do this in Magic Kingdom. I would I would walk through these lines, even if it took 45 minutes, for sure. Just because of, one, how well done they are, two, the characters and their costuming, and the way that they interact with guests just blows my mind when I see it. Um, and they're characters that you're never going to see in the parks otherwise. So I feel like this is... It makes way more sense to do your trick-or-treating this way, I think, than how they do it in Disney, where you literally just walk through a line to get candy. Yeah, so I like this because it's all, um, well, there's about 12 treat trails. Three of them are just regular, kind of like similar to um, the ones you see at Magic Kingdom, and those are all located in Cars Land. And the rest, 
all have villains at them. So there's an individual villain at each of the treat trails. They're on, they're on this like mini little stage, kind of like the ones that you see at like, um, what's it called? Oh my gosh. Why am I blinking right now? Um, uh, Hollywood Horror Nights over in uh, Universal where they have these little like mini stages where they stand on, but you do see very unique characters. So why don't you name a few that you can see on these treat trails? Okay, well, if you aren't an avid, avid Disney fan, just reading off the names of these characters, you might not know who all of them are, which is how unique and specific they are to this Halloween party. But there is Agatha Harkness, which is um, from Scarlet Witch. Uh, what's the WandaVision. T- WandaVision. Okay. Um, she's the villain from WandaVision. There is Sid from Toy Story. Oh my gosh, Sid the Kid. Sid the Kid. He's so good. I've seen videos of him. This year, there was a new villain added to the list, Yokai, who is the villain from Big Hero 6. Which makes so much sense because you've got the San Francisco Square, so like it just makes sense. Yes. And uh, the one that I would probably want to see the most is Ernesto de la Cruz from Coco. He sings, he talks with guests. He just seems like a really neat character to interact with. There was Judge Doom from Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Mother Gothel, Mad Madam Mim from Black Cauldron, Oogie Boogie himself, which people are really always creating such a long line for. And then um, this year they also had the live action Cruella, the Emma Stone version of Cruella. And on the stage that she was standing on as she's interacting with guests, all of the dresses i don't know if they're the actual dresses from the movie but all of the dresses are in cases on the stage and that to me i would have walked through the trail just to see that that i i love that they do this like i mean magic kingdom you need to listen up like you got to do this too i know that in anaheim california your proximity to hollywood and people who are wanting to pursue acting as a career is much higher than Orlando, Florida. So your ability to get people for acting types of entertainment is probably easier, which makes sense for California. And it is cool that there's a little bit of a different flair between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. But um, yeah, the, the heights to which Disneyland went for these characters and how well they're portrayed for these street trails... It is certainly next level. And I think that this really is, this is the meat and potatoes of Oogie Boogie Bash, is these treat trails with these really unique characters. Well, and not only can you get candy on these treat trails, what else can you get? You could get all kinds of snacks on these treat trails. They have the little, uh, like, bags of apple slices, carrots, goldfish, sun chips. Like, you get, like, actual snacks. So if you're hungry after waiting in a long line to see these characters, it's not just candy. Like, there's some actual sustaining food in there as well, which I think is also genius because not everybody can have candy or wants candy. Or maybe parents don't want their kids, like, zooming around on a sugar high. They can have some apple slices instead and it's just so genius i really love what they're doing over there and it makes me really want to go see oogie boogie bash like i want to go like i want to plan a trip in the fall and go because it just would be so much fun just to see the uniqueness too like the fact that it's so much different um than 
you know, not so scary over in Walt Disney World. So there is something else, though, that happens at Oogie Boogie Bash that that is different than not so scary. What is that? Um, are we referring to uh, Villains Grove? Villains. Okay, Villains Grove. Yeah, this this is really cool. Do you want to explain what Villains Grove is? Okay, I can I can give a little of explanation. Okay. So there is this area in the park called the Redwood Redwood Creek Challenge Trail. Um, that is typically open during park hours, but during the party, they turn this into Villains Grove, which is a light and proje- projection display through the trail for the villains. So basically, like, as you're walking through, you'll see a section for, like, I don't know, for example, Jafar, like, and it'll be, like, some type of projection or light that will represent him. And then as you're going, you just kind of walk through this really cool art display in a way um, of these villains and their lives and what's important to them. So it's a cool little walkthrough. Um, I don't know, just a unique piece that obviously we don't have at Not So Scary. So um, there's a lot of like fog and lighting. And so I think it's just a fun little trail to walk through um, if you're interested in that villain stuff. Yeah, it's visually so captivating and interesting. They have really neat projections where um, there's almost like some hallucination is not the right word that I'm looking for, but it plays with your eyes. It makes you think you're seeing one thing, um, but because it's a projection, it's really another. Um, So this is a really, really cool way for Disneyland to use space that might not otherwise have any purpose for this party um, and give people something exciting and unique to experience when they go. Um, I have had some minutes to think about this since doing some research. I feel like if they did something like this on Tom Sawyer Island in (gasps) Magic Kingdom, can you imagine the lines of people that would want to float across the little lake to go walk through something like this on Tom Sawyer Island. Tom Sawyer Island just sits there. It doesn't do anything once it gets dark. I mean, that's a great idea. And I mean, spoiler alert, I've actually never been to Tom Sawyer Island. It's worth a visit. I I mean, everything in Disney, I think, is worth doing once. I know. It's just something that I just don't think about. So it's, it's crazy to think that there are things in Disney I've never done. And I've been there so much. So it's just like, it's... It's funny, but it is true. So. There there are these caves that you can explore over there. And doing these, like, projections through the caves, I don't know how, like, safe that would be if there's a lot of people, if people panic and get claustrophobic. Um, but Tom Sawyer Island in general has so much space, and you could definitely do something like this. That would be really cool and a great use of space um, and spreading people out. People would wait a long time to go over there and come back, so... Just a thought, Disney, if you're listening. You have some pretty creative ideas. So, I mean, I hope eventually they'll listen to them. For sure. Okay, let's talk about the other things that you can do at Oogie Boogie Bash. One of them is the Frightfully Fun Parade. It's not boo to you, but it is a parade. Yeah, so, I mean, this is like a miniaturized version of Boo to You, I think. They do still have a Headless Horseman that comes around, just like Boo to You. And they have some really cool floats and characters, but in terms of how extensive Boo to You is, this is definitely a smaller parade and less of a a pulling point for people to go to the party. 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched it all the way through. I, I started watching on YouTube and then I had to come here. So I need to go back and find you to finish it. <laughs> Oops. Um, but yeah, so there's a parade just like there is for Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party. And there are characters that you can meet outside of the treat trails. The treat trails, you aren't like standing individually with a character and taking photos. You're walking by them. They will interact and speak with you. You can stop for a selfie and, and do all of that. But you can also meet characters where you walk up to them and you talk with them face to face and they take photos with you. Um, the one that I think was unique and exciting to Disneyland this year were Minnie Mouse, Daisy, and Clarabelle dressed as the Sanderson sisters. We got these ladies dressed as such in the Boutou parade, but not an actual meet and greet. They look so cute and um, people will line up for hours for this just like they will for jack and sally or winnie the pooh and friends so i think it's great that they offer this um people there are people that really love character meet and greets and so i'm glad that they incorporate these at these parties that they have so you can also meet bruno from Encanto and you can meet different avengers or um, superhero characters over in avengers campus yeah, all great things to spend your time doing. Um, from what I have seen and researched, um, there are also like really big photo ops where there's like a big hocus pocus spell book. Um, where if you aren't even taking photos with characters, they have really neat photo ops that you can do. They don't necessarily have that in Disney World. I think that would be a fun thing to add and an easy thing to add where if you just wanted a fun, spooky Halloween photo, they've got stuff out for you to use where you're not necessarily having to wait in really long lines for characters either. I mean, I love everything that I have seen so far about Oogie Boogie and there still is more to come. They definitely have their own version of the treats and um, different snacks that you can buy that are specific to the party. They have the specialized merchandise as well. Um, so lots of similarities to Not So Scary. I think where we see the differences are in the entertainment and the treat trails. Um, they don't actually have like a specific stage show like Magic Kingdom does with the Hocus Pocus Villain Spectacular, but they do have Mickey's Trick and Treat Show, which is in the Playhouse Disney Theater, which is very family-friendly. It's all about Mickey and Minnie trying to find their best costume, something like that is what I read online. But if you have young kids and you want a little show, you can head over to that theater to see the show. Yeah, so that's basically our... our, our overarching i'm i turned into a dog um <laughs> i love it that is basically our overarching summary of both of these parties in walt disney world and disney's Cal disneyland or disney california adventure um from what i have seen or heard feedback wise from other people the Oogie Boogie Bash, you can get it all done in a night. It's not like you are going to miss out on some of the offerings. For Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party, I hear that it's harder to check all the boxes. It's a bigger park. There's a lot more that's 
in terms of what you're trying to experience is very widespread and Disney's um, Oogie Boogie Bash might be a little closer to be able to to go through and check all the things off of your list. So, you know, depending on what you're interested in, there are definitely different, different vibes and different level of importance for different aspects of the parties. But I think both are no question worth worth experiencing at least once. Absolutely. I look forward to the day that the both of us will get to experience Oogie Boogie. But for now, we will continue to enjoy Mickey's Not So Scary until we have the chance to get out to California. Um, if you have experienced both parties, we want to know which one do you prefer? Um, and, you know, your thoughts on this episode, you can always send us a DM on Instagram. But for now, we are going to head over to our segments and we'll see you at the end of our episode. Creator Spotlight. Creator Spotlight. Yeah. yeah. Ah, we did that <laughs> telepathy thing again. Wow, that was fun. Um, I am so excited for our Creator Spotlight today. We specifically wanted to pick someone that, you know, obviously has put in a lot of effort and creativity around this holiday season, um, specifically with Halloween. So today we are shouting out the Dapper Docs. We love shouting out some docs here in the Castle Chat Studio. These lovely ladies are both MDs that are so creative and clearly spend a lot of their time outside of their respective jobs um, doing Disney stuff just like us. Yeah, I one of the costumes that I love on their Instagram is they recreated Mickey and Minnie's um, Halloween costumes. Um, so they said in their caption, when Disney Parks released a sneak peek of Mickey and Minnie's new Halloween outfit a few months ago, we knew we had to recreate them for Oogie Boogie Bash. And they look so, so good. And this isn't the first time they've done a costume. They also have done some Disney bounds with Jack and Sally. Um, they've gone as, uh, let's see, they're even people from Mulan and I mean as I scroll there's just so many different Disney bounds and different costumes that completely blow me away and I love when people have creativity in their fashion to be able to create pieces like this I think it's so fun yeah this is something that I'm not gifted in so when I get to see other people um, creating in this way and making really fun replicas of outfits and wearing them into the parks. Um, it makes me really excited and inspired by what they do. So if you are not following the Dapper Docs, go check them out on Instagram. It's at the underscore Dapper underscore Docs. Magic moments. Magic. In the air. Yeah. I don't know. I just wanted to add to it. I feel like, you know, you've not been struggling with jingles, but I feel like you've done so many jingles that you're like, what do I do now? So now I'm like trying to chime in when I can to help. So now they're like a dual jingle. Jingle. (laughs) It's a collaborative effort. We love that. We love it. And we love magic moments. Um, 
this is a section in our episode where we get to talk about the magical moments that you have experienced as a listener in the parks or just with the Walt Disney Company in general. You guys submit them on Mondays and we get to talk about them on the episodes and it's so fun getting to share your stories. So today we are shouting out Alex Dobo, who sent us his magic moment, which was getting to see my grandparents celebrate their 50th anniversary at the Grand Floridian Chapel. Okay, if this ain't me and Sam in however many years, I, you know, just just count me out like i want to have my 15th anniversary in the grand floridian chapel it's so cute like i can only imagine how like sweet and sentimental that moment must have been and alex the fact that you got to experience that with your grandparents how special how magical and we appreciate you sharing that story with us now if you have a magic moment that you would like to share with us here on the castle chat like i said you can look on our Instagram on Mondays, there is a question box. You can drop it below and for your chance to be featured on a future episode of the Castle Chat. But for now, we are going to uh, head out of this episode and just say thank you so much for listening and for being with us, spending time with us here. For now, we'll leave you with what we always leave you with, which is there's a great big beautiful tomorrow out there waiting for you go make it magical see you real soon bye guys bye